On this week's edition of Alabama Unfiltered, we've got Wes Allen, the Secretary of State for the state of Alabama with us. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk to him about his background, where he grew up. We'll find out a lot of things about him. We'll talk about the duties of the Secretary of State. Duties, Allison. See, I knew it. Not duties, duties. And then we're going to have a great unleash section that you do not want to miss we're going to talk about the eric system and we might even ask about what the best way for me to steal an election is stick with us we're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think can you imagine i'm reading psalm 144 and it says he trains my hands for war we are on the brink of total destruction of america as we know it let your rebel flag fly Welcome into Alabama Unfiltered, your favorite podcast. It's powered by 1819 News. We appreciate you watching. By the way, I'm one of your hosts, Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shaver is with me. Allison Sinclair is with me as usual. And we have a great guest this week. It's uh, the Alabama Secretary of State. I wish he was probably the Secretary of State for the nation, but he's just for Alabama, Wes Island. Wes, welcome to the program. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank Good. you. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies? Mm -hmm. Hello. <laughs> Papa, your hair looks good this week. Yeah, well, thank you, Mama. <laughs> you keep working with that old lady way. look. Yeah. You can be governor of the He's state. Got, oh, is this, oh. A, is this a K outfit? Hey, it looks no, like it. it's not it's red. Darling. It's I love your me, outfit. It's the KIB starter set. I tried to look professional. He's a dude. <laughs> Starter I'm set. Out of this. <laughs> yeah, the just, starter all right, set. Secretary of State. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my word! He's like gonna stay quiet. What have I gotten yeah. into? Yeah. Uh, all right. So for people who voted for you but don't really know you, <laughs> who are you and where are you from? Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, so I was born and reared in Tuscaloosa County, uh, in Cottondale. I don't know if you've ever heard of Cottondale, mm -hmm. but uh, I was raised on the end of a dirt road. Uh, my dad is Senator Gerald Allen, state senator, served with Scott. Mm -hmm. in, Very in good Senate. guy. Yeah. Good friend of mine. Yeah. He, uh, my mother is Sheila and she's from Tuscaloosa as well. And so we grew up on the family farm and I've got two younger sisters, Kelly and Jill. Um, but I mean, just an ideal childhood, had a mom and a daddy who just drug, <clears throat> drug me to church right. uh, every week and had me where I needed to go and was just a model parents. And I was just so blessed to have them, uh, to be raised by my parents. And, and so they were wonderful. They are wonderful and have been so supportive throughout my life and my career. Uh, so I grew up in Cottondale, like any other all American little boy, you know, loved hunting and fishing, right? Loved to play baseball. I played it every summer, went you know, just had the run of the farm, you know, with my grandparents right down the road, my aunts and uncles all around us, cousins. And so just had an ideal situation. Very, very blessed. And, uh, of course, they raised me in church at Gilgal Baptist Church in Duncanville, a little small country church. And Where, where is Duncanville? That's uh, – I mean, I got Cottondale. Yeah, I thought that was halfway, yeah, halfway there. Yeah, so Duncanville, Duncanville. Is, is kind of adjacent. To Cottondale. Oh, it's a suburb of yeah, Cottondale. Kinda, All right. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Gilgal Baptist Church was a small country church. And, and um, you know, that's where, you know, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior when I was a child and um, went to Holt High School and graduated okay. there in 1993 and then went on and uh, was a walk-on football player at the University of Alabama. Mm -hmm. For Coach Gene Stallings and Mike Dubose, Dabo Sweeney was my position coach there. Right. And, you know, listen, I wasn't very good, um, but was able to hang around and, and stay in one piece. Yeah, to walk on. Right. That's a yeah, big deal. So, yeah. so it was fun. You know, I had a great time. That's where I met my wife and uh, Kay. 
She is from uh, Brent, Bibb County, Alabama, if you know where that is. Mm-hmm. And, it's not too uh, bad. Where the far weather radar is, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. And um, so she was the Crimsonette. She was a Crimsonette majorette for the Million Dollar oh, Band. Wow. That's so cute. Okay. And so, yeah. And impressive. From the Auburn people. Yeah, that, yeah. And that is yeah. cute. Very yeah, impressive. She's a, Sorry. She's a sweetheart, and uh, we'll be married 24 years this coming November. And we've got two children, Davis and Deanna. Davis is 20. He's at Troy University in accounting, and Deanna is at the University of Alabama in interior design. So she's a freshman. Wow. So we're empty nesters. So it's been a big year for us. I, I mean, empty nesters. Grown kids wow. already. Grown kids, man. Wow. It feels that like that is five crazy. Minutes, I yeah. still have a 16 year old. Yeah. How is this? Something's it, wrong. It goes. It goes quick. I started late. Apparently, so, yeah. that's why we call you Papa. So that's in in a nutshell of me. So if you've got any specific questions, you know, we'd be glad to take So now, bit, now but, politically, you uh, started out as a, was you a probate judge first or yeah. legislators first? I can't, I couldn't remember the Yeah, so the after, order. after Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, graduating there, I went to Troy University on a graduate scholarship. So that's how I got right. to Troy. Okay. And just made it our home. That's where, you know, after our, we got married, that's where we just set up shop and right. uh, raised kids and, and um, worked for Troy University Athletics for many, many mm-hmm. years. And then... Right. The probate judge in Pike County reti- decided to retire, and uh, Governor Riley appointed me back in okay. April of 2009. See, I didn't remember if it was an appointment yeah. or if you if well, you, had, that you know, first the governor time. has that appointment when they retire right. know, prior to the uh, term being up. So, right, um, yeah, April of 2009, and, you know, I, that was not where I was born and reared, so it was right. kind of different, right? You know, and that people were like, well, you know. You're leaving a safe job at the university to go into the political world. And right. I'm like, I understand. And so we did it. And uh, three years later, I ran for my own term and ran unopposed. Mm. And so that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, there's two ways to run, scared or unopposed. Mm-hmm. You know that. I've never run unopposed. <laughs> yeah, so. I was like, wow. I always ran scared. You ran scared. <laughs> exactly. So so we, we just got in there and worked hard, and we enjoyed it. And then, of course, won our own term in 12. Mm-hmm. And then 18, we ran for the open house seat. When Alan Booth retired, right, served those four years, and here we are, ran for Secretary of State. Secretary of State, mm-hmm. statewide office. So watching office. your dad in politics, is mm-hmm. that something that, were you, did you know you always wanted to head that way, or were you like, mm-hmm. eh, I don't have any interest? Or No, it's no. not something that I thought about constantly. It was just, you know, because I was in that that athletic world, you know, right. and at college athletics and the administrative side, and but you know, I've always had an interest in it, you know, obviously, because I right. helped him get elected. He was four terms in the House, and then now he's on his fourth term in the Senate. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I helped him knock on a lot of doors and put a lot of signs out, you know, through the years. You know, my kids are like, hold up the crucifix against right. running for office. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. like, no, that's vampire talk. I mean, they, <laughs> so I'm, I'm fascinated that you wanted to do it after, because right. your dad had been, you know, supportive of some controversial things through the years right. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I know some of the battles that he and I were on the mm-hmm. on the same side of. Sure. And, sure. and then seeing all that, you still, still went into it. Still went into it. Still went into it. And uh, just been very blessed to be able to serve at the local level. Right. It's a state level in the state house. And now, of course, Secretary of State. Secretary so it's of State. Mm. It's pretty it. impressive, though, really, to serve four years in the legislature and then mm. run and win for Secretary of State. Is that, was Secretary of State something you knew you wanted to do next step or what? No. No. I just, it's, it was, how'd that happen? Then? Yeah, it's a really important job, and it's one that's kind of weird because I feel like nobody knew who Secretary of State, like, <laughs> well, they do. And it's so different than the federal level. So it's like, sure. 
all of a sudden it's become this kind of spotlight position. And so you've got to be ready to take that on, but you stepped right in and you yeah. knew and you won and it's pretty remarkable. So what, um, what made you want to run for secretary of state? Well, um, first of all, it was open seat. Mr. Merrill was term limited, so he was coming out. Uh, so it was going to be wide open. And, um, I wanted to use my local experience because mm -hmm. as a former probate judge, we're the chief elections official in, in the county. And so mm -hmm. I got to, a lot of experience doing that. Um, and I, I like a challenge too. I like climbing a mountain, mm -hmm. you know, and accomplishing something and, and a goal and goal oriented. But at the same time, you know, I'm very administrative because I was mm -hmm. a former college administrator, yeah. college athletics right. administrator, uh, you know, type A personality. I like to lay out goals and, and, and so forth and accomplish them. And that's what we wanted to do. Use that local experience. And um, I think it's important to have that local experience from the courthouse or city council or mayor, mm -hmm. you know, taking their experience to a little higher level jurisdiction. I think that's important. And we wanted to do that. And, and we've got some deeply held beliefs. We're conservative and Scott, no, I mean, y'all mm -hmm. know that. And, right, and right. so uh, we wanted to represent the state in a first class way and to um, kind of put our, flag in the ground. So this is where we are. This is what we believe in. And this is what we're going to do. Use that experience to protect Alabama, Alabama's voting systems. And the secretary of state mm -hmm. and the probate judges, they work together a lot, right? Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Is yeah. It, it, you work together a lot while the secretary of state does not have any authority over the probate judges or circuit clerks or sheriffs, but you do, right. you know, interact a lot right. and you right. help them get the resources that they need at the local level mm -hmm. at times. And to do their jobs. And that's what we want to do is, is work well. And I still have many, many friends in that mm -hmm. probate judge Because it requires all mm -hmm. of those different levels to mm -hmm. make sure our elections go right, right and those sorts of things because everybody has their, mm -hmm. their own responsibilities. Yeah. And um, so you've gotten into this and you're, <laughs> you know, yeah, really getting ready to go in that Secretary of State's office. So, yeah. so what are you working on right off the bat? What was the first couple of things that you said, okay, I'm in office now and – I'm going to do some secretary of state. What, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Well, we had a transition period, obviously, and okay. we got our staff hired. We got a great staff. We got right. Clay Helms as our chief of staff. He's been on board with the secretary's office for 11 years. And okay. He's from Pike County. He's okay. from Troy. He's, I know his mom and dad, and so he's good folks. And, and you can tell his mom and dad if he's not right, doing what he's I, supposed yeah, to. Right. <laughs> Don't make me call your mama. That's right, <laughs> but he's such, he's such a man. He's great and conservative, too, and thinks a lot just like me. And so mm -hmm. that's important as well when you've got your number two guy there with you. He's got to believe like you do. And so right. he's there with us. And, um, you know, he started out as, like, you know, when I talked about earlier on the local level, he started out as the director of voter registration, mm -hmm. went to the director of elections, and then deputy chief of staff, and then worked his way up to chief of staff, and we brought him on, and we're very lucky to have him. Mike Jones is our general counsel. You remember? Yeah, I remember. Former, okay, I was going to say Mike. Mike Jones is former, okay. former rules chair in right. the house from Andalusia, right? And he knows how everything kind of works together legislatively, and just you know the laws and everything. So he's got that brilliant. He's a smart guy, brilliant legal mm -hmm. mind. And right. We're very fortunate to have him, a man of his stature, and. Got uh, Jeff Elrod back on board as director of elections. He's was on board previously, but went for the private sector. We brought him back on board mm -hmm. with us, and we're glad to have him. And got a deputy general counsel, Meredith Blackburn. She's been around state government, mm -hmm. Aaliyah, and other agencies, and so she's a good, great attorney. And we're glad to have her. So, uh, I guess getting to know names of all the people that work right. for we have about forty employees right. uh, wow. in, in the office, and so great, great folks that are merit system employees. Right. 
And we're, you know, yeah, because I don't think people realize right. that when you're elected to secretary of mm-hmm. state or whatever, that you actually do have to get a staff together and mm-hmm. find those good people. And you, right. you don't just like show up to work one day. Mm-hmm. You're you're in charge and you've got to yeah. get all that support. So that's why I was asking. Right. So the people out there would kind of. Yeah. So you got political, feel. you got political appointments and you've got the merit system employees that, mm-hmm. that they're there no matter who comes and goes in the secretary right. of state's office. And but they're folks that just get up every day. Go into work, work hard, right? And uh, we're glad to have them. I'm glad to, you know, work alongside of them. You know, in the Secretary of State's office. So, are so you drive? Good. Do you drive up every day? What? What is? Well, I've got to maintain doing? a residence in Montgomery, okay. so I'm well, staying I know both places. Say, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That stinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For people that right. may not know, yeah, what does the Secretary of State do? Oh my goodness, it's got over a thousand different duties. Number one, it's the personal notary for the governor. You know, I remember stepping in on day one and, you know, she had some executive orders, if y'all remember, coming out. And mm-hmm. um, I was the notary for her when she had signed that executive order. You know, we'd, mm-hmm. we'd sign right there beside her. Really? Attesting to her signature. So that's an interesting fact that not many I don't people, think I knew that. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Right. Did you know that? So yeah. she does another lockdown thing. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, please yeah. say no. <laughs> do you have to sign? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's uh, you or not. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. It could be Allison with her own. So you got those and procl- any kind of proclamations that she does, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, states of emergency, you know, if there's a big tornado that right. came mm-hmm. through and, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, we, we attest to that or whatever may come through. So that's just a couple of things, you know. You got business entities, you know, the LLCs and corporations, 501, so, you know, all mm-hmm. the things yeah. that kind of small business has to interact with. We interact with so many people um, right. that division of our office. Uh, we got also course elections. That's where most folks where understand. Your office got really popular, right? Over the last <laughs> and good and bad ways. Over the last yeah. three years since 2020, it's really a lot of eyeballs yeah. on secretaries of states around the country. These offices, right. uh, and then you got government services where you know we keep up with the bills, and you know when they get passed, we you know do the things that we've got to do with them to make sure they're in the right spot and giving them out to everybody, give right. the codes out to everybody, and so forth, and. So it's um it's a large it's a large right. office. I mean, I mean it really it, it is covers a the, lot of the daily activity for the state, right? I mean it is, and yeah. that's and it's a day. lot of administrative, yes, yeah. and making sure so, everything's documented, yeah. attested to, yeah. filed, right? And, and, it's a good and thing people, you're OCD or yeah. type. You know, you said type A, type A, type A. Type A. I don't know if I'm OCD, but a little bit. I mean, but I'm type A. Yeah. Maybe a little compulsive. Maybe. Maybe just a little. <laughs> I didn't say that. He said that. <laughs> He's very organized. No, that's good. That's I'm, what you I'm, need. I'm for that. You don't what... need me being Secretary yeah. of State. I agree with that. That would be a, a disaster. So when you were running for office, mm-hmm. was there anything about the Secretary of State's office that you sought to change or that you thought I can do this a little bit better or this idea hasn't been introduced yet? Let's try it. Well, the first, and and goes to your question, too, about what we do. Well, day one, I mm-hmm. withdrew from Eric. And I know we'll talk right. about that in yeah. a little while. Yeah. I don't want to right. right. step on right. it. We yeah. definitely, that's a big, a big thing. We're going to talk about the teacher, by the way, yes. so thank you. And when are we going to talk about that? In the Unleashed segment. Okay. At the end. So stay okay. tuned. Very good. Yeah. Right. So we yeah, that that caused some headlines. and mm-hmm. um, But that's one thing we saw campaigning statewide when we talked to the voters and you know, and I won't get mm-hmm. too far into it, but we, mm-hmm. we did that. Um, but, but you know, um, overall, business entities, I mean, Mr. Merrill had it running, you know, smooth mm-hmm. and, and getting those things turned around. Because when you want to get a name designation or, or 
get an LLC established or incorporation or whatever else, you, you know, time is money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's important. It's mm-hmm. important to somebody. And so it's, we've got to be responsive to the people. And so, um, you know, if we're holding somebody up from going out and making a living and providing for their families, that's not what we want, the position we want to be in. We want to work with them and get that thing done as quickly as possible. Yeah, I will say Appreciate for the that. two businesses that I've started, yeah. it's been super easy. And mm-hmm. from what I've heard, it used to not be that way. And it used to take weeks and mm-hmm. things turn around quickly. I will say my hundred dollars that I had to pay you <laughs> to change one name on our 501c4 <laughs> was a little annoying, but I figured yeah. you're probably annoyed with people like me that can't get it together that need to change one name <laughs> and you have to spend time doing right. that. But I got all my paperwork back this week, so Good. it was very quick. Thank glad. you for that. Yeah, Make glad. it easy process. Well, thank the staff. They do a great job. Well, and that's the key, isn't yeah. it? You just, gotta have good people. I mean, you can't do people it make the difference. You know, relationships matter. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. You know, it's about people. They, good. They make it happen. Do you want to take us to a break? And no, then I'd we'll... rather you do it. <laughs> We've got to take a break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. What's up, guys? Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News here. I want to take a minute to tell you about my good friends over at Centurion Labs. Cold weather is here, and you know what that means. Colds, the flu, and coronaviruses are running rampant. Your immune system needs protection, and that's why I love what my friends over at Centurion Labs are doing. They're always looking for safe, effective, affordable ways to keep you healthy and at your best. Got a cough, sore throat, or a runny nose? You need to check out their Ninja Cough product. You heard me, Ninja Cough. It contains the strongest non-narcotic cough suppressant on the market with no sugar, alcohol, or dyes. So it's safe for everyone, even your kids. Looking to strengthen your immune health, prevent sickness, or fight off the flu, and of course, coronaviruses, Defender Immunity Boost is for you. It is an all-in-one immunity booster that combines vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, copper, and quercetin in just one pill to save you money and help defend your health. Having trouble sleeping? Defender PM is a nighttime immunity booster that will help you get rest and boost your immune health. Now is the time to defend your health, save money, and support a company that shares your Christian values and loves this country. Centurion has dedicated the last 15 years to research and develop safe, effective, and affordable products made in the USA that you can trust. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast can get 20% off their first bottle order when you visit centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news and use the promo code 1819. That's centurionlabs.com forward slash 1819news with the promo code 1819. Check them out, guys. Welcome back to Alabama Unfiltered. We have Secretary of State Wes Allen with us. Just want to say thank you again to Centurion Labs. And um, did, have y'all ordered anything yet? Oh, I do want to say 1819 is the secret word. You can get 30% off. I was going to order when I was out of town and I I, I thought that that was what it was going to be. And then somebody else was interested in an order. So 1819, thank you for that. 1819, you get 30% off your first order, Scott. I'm going to send some to um, my kids. So good stuff. Yeah. I'm waiting on them to develop. Do you know about Centurion Labs? I do not. (laughs) What is it? So they actually, they have been around for a while, but um, one of our friends owns the lab and they created, actually when something went off patent, the first time we met was with over Ninja cough and they have this cough syrup that if your kids were younger, I would say you've got to go try it. But during COVID, they created supplements that had all of the vitamins that we were missing 
And that just kind of exploded. Mm-hmm. They have a daytime supplement. They have a nighttime supplement. And they actually, they work. I need to check them out because so, I take, I take yeah. AD and zinc. And, oh, yeah. And, it all and comes together. And, 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 and cinnamon, copper. too. I take yeah. cinnamon yeah. from oh, my sugar. Oh, he knows the things. Yeah, it all comes well, together. you need to go check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check yeah. them out. Because um, I've had COVID it. three times. Oh, yeah. I got it the week of the inauguration. Really? I've had it several times, too. anyway. But it was. Oh. We have more questions. Yes, because you were supposed to speak and you had. And that stinks. Yeah. I wanted to be like, just come. I'm so over COVID. I I wanted to be like, just come on. I know. Like, That's how Chris and I are now. But my head just, was splitting. So, I, well, I, <laughs> I, I, so it wasn't that you couldn't talk. You're like, I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the time right that I got it when my grandchild um, was born, I that was a horrible bout of it. So I right. got you. Yeah. We'll like, get oh, some man. Defender. Okay. Yeah. And truly, code 1819. Well, I'm probably good for another 30%. year and a half. Yes, yeah, you are. Yeah. At least. <laughs> but to have it three times. You're I've like something I've special. You got a propensity for it there. Right. I've something. had it three times. I got it at the beginning. If Chris you were here for another show, we would have more questions. Right. Outbreak during Mardi Gras when it first came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Oh, we were in Mardi Gras at a GI event, and we both that's unfortunate. Home. We had it tiny, a little tiny bit, right. but we're like, we don't. Something right. Feel, we feel mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. and then we started hearing about. It. We're like, oh, that's what we had. I bet Mardi Gras is what pushed the U.S. over the edge. Pretty much. Like, sure it was. Everybody we didn't know it was during yeah. Mardi Gras, but I'm like, oh, my god. Well, the folks in Birmingham today for Mardi Gras will have, like, the yeah. flu or the pneumonia. This is raining and cold. Yeah, so. Anywho. All right, what? listen. <laughs> Mom just got us back on track. Right, back on track. Here we go. <laughs> Pay attention. All right, Let's so go. look. Here's the situation. You mentioned your job before this job, right. and I think it's very interesting how God prepares us for the next job mm. by getting us to do something before that. Mm-hmm. I want to know, because I'm curious, what does a probate judge do? We know that we meet them at some time in our mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. But then explain how those two positions, probate judge and secretary of state, work together a little bit more in detail, because that's just okay. that's interesting to me. Yeah. Um, so uh, <clears throat> there are 68 probate judges in the state. There's two in Jefferson County. Okay, I was going to say we all yeah. have. And they're an elected position. Okay. okay. Uh, but they're set up. Not all the same. The set up, you know, some handle uh, issuance of car tags, some don't, some, you know, do other duties, some don't. So, uh, but in Pike County's case, we had it all. Because if you remember, the probate judge in counties used to be on the fee system. Mm -hmm. And so every, Mm -hmm. I guess, transaction they could get, (laughs) they, you know, right, right. So, um, but anyway, we had car registrations, titling, boat registrations, driver's licenses. And we handled all the vital documents recording for the county when your deeds and mortgages and adoptions and, and, and judgments. And we had a civil court, which handled adoptions, which was probably my favorite uh, hearings Sweet. that we ever yeah. had. And then and then we had, um, of course, uh, probate of wills and estates, involuntary commitments. Mental health was so important um, mm-hmm. that we hear a lot more about that nowadays mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. Uh, so we dealt with that. We, so that we worked across all kind of agencies uh, with so many things. Um, and I always like to tell our staff, and I had nine ladies that worked for us in that office, and it was a small office, but I always told them, if anybody comes through that courthouse door, they are our, um, they are our customer. Mm-hmm. And they'd come in, take a left, come into our office, and even though they may not have needed us per se, we got them to the um, – Veterans Affairs mm-hmm. or Social Security Office or the Revenue Commissioner across the hall. Y'all didn't or, do the, or the sheriff office or we don't do that. 
Next. No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> oh, that's not I, my I job. I had that experience. So, yes. That's not. So we're so pressing would, pause because I think that's such a wonderful character trait to bring now to state office. Well, it's important. I mean, because I was on the opposite side of that counter long before I was probate judge. And I understand. I've had those experiences. Right. We've all had Right. Them. We yeah. have. Yeah. And and so I, I tried to bring more of a business friendly customer centric friendly because i know what it's like when you're frustrated you're busy you got kids you got ballpark you right. got church you got things going on in your life last thing you need to worry about is having to go back out to the car to get this or go get the bill you mean i mean right mm-hmm. y'all know how it's like so oh, I know. um i want to make know- it as easy as possible on on taxpayers because i just think those are the most important people because they fund government Mm-hmm. They fund what we're doing. Right. Don't forget wow. that. That's crazy. That's he a crazy that. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Wes so, Go, sir. Anyway, don't. That's mm-hmm. core yeah. basic belief there, and that's where it all starts. And but you know, you don't have to give out your cell phone number to everybody, like right. Secretary Merrill did. Right. <laughs> he must have been on the phone <laughs> all bless. the time. Yeah. I mean, that was a very nice, but. Like he we gave it out on the radio. I heard you not to do that. They, you know, they need you. Yeah. So. yeah, I understand. Even if they're out of the house, which yeah. I understand that too. But the probate office is important. I mean, it touches everybody. I mean, if somebody passes away, more than likely mm-hmm. it's that office is going to be touching you and your loved one's estate. And if I could give any advice before I leave, right. get get a will get a last testament and will i mean that's so important so your loved ones do not have to worry in after you pass away that's a nice way of saying your loved ones don't have to fight it out with each other right (laughs) let's let's let's, and we've had that before in court really yeah Yeah, we've had some uh not so friendly moments in court but um but anyway do that and that's just important you know get that stuff done if you know you pass away that's just one less thing to have to worry about right but now, with in the Secretary of State's office, you mainly work with probate judges on election mm-hmm. tasks. I don't know how mm-hmm. election. Well, let me things. just say the probate judges are the chief elections official in the county, and they work hand in hand too with the circuit clerk, who is the absentee election manager. Or if the uh, circuit clerk decides not to be and handle the absentee ballots, they can appoint an absentee election manager. And some counties do that. And of course, the sheriff has the duty of chain of custody for and mm-hmm. protection of the precincts and security and all. So it all works together. Boards of registrars are so important because it all starts with voter registration. If we don't get that right, you know, nothing else. Do the really sheriffs, are the it. sheriffs in charge of chain of custody when they're on the ballot? Well, they, they appoint. Okay. They appoint the deputy. Else. That's a good right. question. Chief deputy. Yeah. The chief deputy they hired. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. I mean, I, ne- I never thought about it until you said it. I was like, yeah. Or the coroner, the coroner can do it too. Is, I think I'm pretty sure. Well, he so. can have all the dead people vote. <laughs> you said it. He said it. <laughs> that's what's That's it. You're a troublemaker, man. What are you doing, I'm just, man? I'm thinking. It's the, I mean, we're having a good conversation. It's a very seriously one. Yeah. Well, so, but it is. No, that is an issue. Like, um, and so we're going to talk about the Eric system and kind of yeah. your plans for. Sure. Do we want to tell him the story of how the whole Eric system came? Do you remember me yeah, asking the, you the in question? The, in the extra, the unleashed You have to hold that. I'm, you have to we'll hold have that, that question. Yeah. We're, today. We want our our friends and neighbors to okay. go ahead and join the fight so they can hear what's coming. Okay. okay. I, there so I we'll hold it. that. We'll hold that. I've got a story that you probably don't remember. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I started the whole Eric debacle. It was a long 20-minute campaign. Of it. Yeah. Very yeah. good chance. The, I'm pretty sure it was me. It. But anyway. 
But so, but there are a lot of people that are concerned about our elections. Mm-hmm. Myself, oh, one absolutely. Right. You believe me, I've campaigned for twenty months. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. But the people, I've answered the questions. Do yeah. you think there are legitimate concerns, or is it like, are there things you would change in the system, or do you think that we really are the gold standard? I mean, I know there are always things you can improve on. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you're in and sure. you've looked around some, like, is there anything that you're like, okay, we've got to work on this? Like for me, if I had to choose, the first thing I would do is clean up the voter rolls. I think there's a lot of issues. And we did some canvassing in Shelby County and several other counties. And then also um, because we have the voter rolls, we were able to go through and there's like people in there that are 120 something years old. It's just going to happen. And a lot of that is just. Right. Error, you know, some it, of that's human error. Some of that is with, definitely human right. error. Um, then there are places that we found in canvassing that, you know, is an empty lot that has no mailbox, no nothing that has 12 people registered there. <laughs> so there are issues. Um, but do you think that there are major issues? And even if there are not are not major issues, what what do you see that we could do better? OK, can I answer that? My that was a lot my, of questions. Yeah, that was a lot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'll answer uh, kind of where we're at and how I see it, and then also maybe legislative agenda. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was kind of, another question. So that, we'll go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that'd yeah, be good. That was, yeah, that's okay. good. So as a former, I know I say this all the time, as a former probate judge, I mean, I know what it's like to be at the courthouse at 530 on election day mm-hmm. to get the day going. I mean, I've been there and pointed the poll workers, trained the poll workers, certified them, the tabulating machines, drove to all the precincts in Pike County. Mm-hmm. Uh, to check on our poll workers, to make sure they have exactly what they need. If they need anything, we'll get it to them. Um, come back to the courthouse that night. It's uh, a long day. And it's, a huge, it's a long day. And then so be there when the returns come in and literally be the last one to lock up the courthouse. I mean, I've done it. And so that's important for, I think, a probate judge to be the Secretary of State because I've mm-hmm. walked in those shoes. Right. And so when I talk to my friends Somebody calls me up, a former or probate judges now, and they say, "Hey, Wes, we got a little issue with this or that." I'll understand right. what mm-hmm. they're talking about. It won't be a foreign language to me. I've got great staff and Jeff and Clay that have mm-hmm. been through so many, you know, off year elections, federal mm-hmm. elections as well, presidential years. So we've got a plethora of knowledge, and and I don't claim to know everything, no. But uh, having that valuable experience, and I think Alabama has a great system. Because I've seen it work. You know, I know when those returns come in, mm-hmm. when the inspectors bring them back to the courthouse and they go to the sheriff's office mm-hmm. and take them everything back, and then the sheriff deputies walk over those returns, and then we start tabulating them and putting them in the, the unofficial results and getting them to the secretary of state's office so he can upload them to his website so everybody can mm-hmm. see live returns. I mean, that's important. And I think we've got a great system. Our machines are not connected. We don't have any kind of modem or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or anything. Um, you know, uh, it's – I just think it's important for people to understand. And I always ask the question when I was campaigning, too, um, how many are poll workers or poll watchers? And they always have three or four folks that would raise their hands, and I would always encourage them, go. please go be a poll worker or please go be a poll watcher be an observer and get there right at, you know, 630 before they close down to watch the process transpire and how they shut everything down and it's wait, an orderly wait, fashion out. can yeah. you do that can you go and watch yeah absolutely i encourage i mean okay, you, okay so a primary the, every candidate can have one appointee right. so if you've got four in the primary for secretary of state 
they can have four. And you don't have to be there all day. No, you can just go, you can take your letter and give it to the inspector. That's if you're a poll watcher. Poll watcher. Okay, so poll worker, you do have to be there all day. Poll worker is a difference. Poll worker gets trained and paid to work the polls from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock, 7.30. I did it one time. Yeah, thank you. One time. And and then the poll watcher is appointed by either in the primary by the candidate or by the party in the general. And then they can show up as late as 6, 6.30 and... Watch the process uh, as long as they had that letter in their hand. Mm-hmm. Watch okay. the process. So this is it's interesting. So, so we went to Jefferson County and went through the ballot accounting certificates and did like our own little audit. Mm-hmm. There was a few of us that went up there <laughs> and did that. And, um, <laughs> but so much of what I see, like one of, one of the precincts that we found, um, you have the ballot accounting certificate, which basically, do you want to describe it? It's, it's just a, it's a yellow sheet. You're doing it's, a good job. It's, well, you we'll will. see, um, you know, ballots that were handed out and then there's a, a column for spoiled ballots that you had to discard and then ballots, you, you tabulate how many went in the machine. And basically it's just a quick little balance sheet mm-hmm. to make sure that what you handed out is what went through the machine. And a lot, there was one, no lie, there was one precinct in Jefferson County where it said in the notes, they were off by 150 ballots, okay? And it said in the notes, we have 150 more ballots that went in the machine than we handed out. Don't know why. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's what they turned in. Now, obviously, if they were up to something nefarious, they probably wouldn't point out and say, hey, we were off. I don't know why. They wouldn't have owned it. So so to me, that's not like, they're not... Something nefarious going on. It's nothing nefarious, (laughs) but it still is concerning. And to me, that's just an education thing. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe we have a good system, but where you need to go back and be like, okay, wait, these need to zero out, you know, and Mm -hmm. we need to figure out why. And so maybe that's more of what it is, is just following up, Mm -hmm. you know, with what's already in place. And shoring that up. Um, but so as a poll poll watcher, can I go and like watch them? Can I watch them fill out those ballot accounting certificates? Or do you have to, to leave? Okay. Yeah, you just got to stay out of the way. I mean, you, yeah, can't, you can watch you them when they're being, like, you can't be involved. Sure with them. When they're wrong. making sure the machines are empty. You'll be like the little kid that is sick, you know, right. they get up all on your birthday. Yeah, no, I won't do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, I will say, because as much as I. You can observe. Okay. I would be very respectful. Mm-hmm. I really would. I can keep it together, mm-hmm. but you can, I don't, it's, it's hard to find time. It's hard to find a whole day to go right. and do it, but it is important. Um, mm-hmm. and then there are a lot of people that go and do it, but don't get picked like to be poll workers. To be a poll worker. Well, I, I can tell you that was one of the most difficult things that staying on the phone, just trying to, Hey, do you want to serve in your community? You serve the precinct it was finding poll workers. So finding. Okay. So, mm-hmm. So you, and it's so our age moms like are hard people. to find because we, it, it was right. like, I told them I did it one time. I was like, I will come back. I just can't like for the next six years, I can't do it. Yeah. Right. Because I'll like, be back after kids. That. Yeah. But right. it, it's really cool to watch the people who've done it for years mm-hmm. and, and show up every time. They take pride or at least the ones in front oh, yeah. that I work closely with because mm-hmm. it's number one, it's a precinct level. It's their community. It's their family and friends. They see people from the church. Mm-hmm. They get to visit with them. Right. And I will say we had one particular precinct where these ladies would bring home-cooked 
Oh, like, yeah. Just uh, one? In yes, Pike please. County? We, well, we had at least one. I was about to say, but I always when I was timed there. my uh, trip right. around the county <laughs> of course you did. to make sure that I would hit about, you, you know, from lunch. 11 to 1 right. to where I could get some of that good good food. And they're like, honey, do you but, want some of this oh, cake? Oh, man, they, they're sweet. Chris's people the are from Pike County. And they can sweetest cook. ladies. Yes. They maybe that, yeah, maybe that's just it in Shelby County and some of these counties. Like the same people are always there working the polls. Like wonderful, you walk in and well, you're it's, like, good, hey. it's good to have yeah. some continuity there. Yeah, right. we can you know, at least too, bring so. them food. Have you noticed that you're like yeah. the only person who wanted to be a poll worker that that they said no to? They well, need them in Pike I would County. like to she, suggest they want, right they want here. Her back and they told nev- you no. I've never formally <laughs> applied to be a poll worker. I just have friends that have that weren't. Right, you just know people. You I just, just know, I know someone. A lot of people I know that, someone who was told no. Yeah. I was just checking. I mean, there's just things you have to do. No, I'm with. sure I'm on some list that says do not let her in. <laughs> Yeah, but the probate judges said, do yeah. a fa- yes. do a fantastic job. Yes. I mean, they do a, they do a fantastic <laughs> job, and uh, you know, I know exactly what they go through and what they experience, mm-hmm. and that's important. And um, you know, I think it's important for the Secretary of State to be there to help them mm-hmm. and get the resources that they may need. Okay, let me ask you an orthodox so, so question because you came on a podcast, and this okay. will make unorthodox. This will be viral. Here we go. Say say you wanted to guarantee that I was elected. To governor or something we're best buddies and i've been <laughs> brought you a paper bag full of cash you would be what, a good governor what would the secretary of what would you advise how would i cheat our system in the state oh no that is an author what would i do Scott. to Please fraudulently don't answer that. get myself Please. elected in some way i mean is there any weakness that we have we have the best system in the country i think where were the weaknesses are that somebody could push those buttons because i, I want to make sure because there's people out there thinking how to do this. There, there's people who, who yes. have done it in other states. Scott, what we have issues. Thing? Don't, don't, don't answer it. Why? I'm, but because the- he could say like, okay, we, we might have some issues at a, at a rural polling place where there's not a lot of oversight where everybody might be on the same team and they might could, might could help a think, local official, I don't, I don't but think maybe not on a statewide, I don't think it could statewide level. I don't think they it could happen because who can keep a secret? You're talking about something so systematic right. that it would take a level. I just don't think. I'll okay. tell you what I, I would do. I don't Good. think that what would you happen. do? I mean, I just don't think it happened. I think the voter rolls, and this is why I think Eric and cleaning up the voter rolls are so important. I think. I think She it, wants to get to Eric, by the way. She right. does. Right. She, she does. Really, right. she really, really I got to tell you, it's such a good story. You're definitely teasing ahead of time. So well, what, would you, do? what I, would you do with the voter rolls and the people can listen to the to the unleashed section? She can't wait to talk about it. She can't. I think that. I think our voter rolls are inflated. I think there are some dead people, some mm-hmm. people that shouldn't be on there. So if I was going to cheat, mm-hmm. I would just try and somehow find a way to get all those dead people to vote. To vote absentee? Yeah. Okay. On empty lots. It's still difficult. Right. That would be near, I mean. But you could, you could. Hey, I, I got, think. I got two absentee ballots in the mail this mm-hmm. year. And I had to call Secretary Merrill and say, Hey, why'd I get two? Hey, I got two. And he goes, of course you would get the <laughs> yeah, two. Of course. Of the one person would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, he goes, right. you're about to go all over Facebook and tell all your people. And I was like, look, I'm headed out of town. I don't have time to do that. Anyway. Yeah. I was again, going to, but I, now that you added it, me. But I don't. But, um, but there, you know, there are ways you've seen the video of where the, you can run copies of ballots, not on the special paper through the machines. And they just count and count and count and count. You could do it. 
but there you'd you'd have to have a lot of people in on the gig. I think that's what I think. I mean, so how, how, are you, how are you going to get past the inspector to take that many ballots into a polling precinct? Well, they'd have to be in on it too. I mean, I just yeah. don't think that's. Mm -mm. Anyway, let me. I mean, I can separate. talk about the legislative agenda to kind yeah, of see what we want to tighten right, up. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that's where I'm going. So, I gave you it was a softball. And right. So you could have said, right. well, we, this doesn't Sorry. happen, but we've got these weaknesses that I'm going to address with no, the legislative I, agenda. I saved you. <laughs> He's okay, like, why ahead. did I come here? Uh, that's my defense attorney over there. Or something. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> I encourage you to plead the fifth <laughs> as your counsel. <laughs> so now I'm sweating. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, warm because you're being a criminal. One thing we're going to be looking at pushing in the legislative session coming up is um, a prohibition on ballot harvesting. And I think okay. I talked about this maybe at the okay, meeting cause, a Okay, because I was planning on using that well, to Trump get elected. Well, just said that he would, he wanted to be the best ballot harvester. Well, it's because it's legal. Because well, it's legal. And he hopes that by saying that, they'll right. try to squash it. Absentee process. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you know, that's where when you have fraud in the convictions, it's usually around the absentee mm -hmm. process, right? right. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. so... Um, we want to make it to where there's this cottage industry out there of going out and gathering up applications and helping people fill out applications and mm -hmm. getting, getting paid for it. So mm -hmm. we want to put some legislation together, and we're almost there getting getting that done. That's good. Good. To make sure that um, we'll take that away. Right. And, you know, nothing against you know someone helping a family member or an extended family member right. um, if they need some help, or the little lady in the Sunday school class. Whatnot. Right. So. Um, but that's some an area we're going yeah. to look to tighten up. And then we're going to be on board with Senator Chambliss's two bills, you know, paper ballots and right. no internet connection to mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. um, to our uh, tabulating machine. So take it out of administrative rule and put it into state code. That would be good. How do you enforce um, the ballot harvesting? Are there teeth in the bill to enforce it? And how do you how do you really monitor that? Well, um, you, you make it a felony. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, there are a to, lot of things that are and a there, felony. And there probably has to be a some sort of function that says, I actually helped my grandmother vote. Or, you know, maybe there's some sort of validation that that I'm mm -hmm. doing this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that when when it becomes apparent that somebody's done 10 of them and they didn't say, I've been helping all these people, you kind of know how to, how to track them in some way. Mm -hmm. Right. So you just, you know, you make the legislation as strong as you can. Some right. people are just going to do what they're going to do. I mean, they're right. just criminals. Right. right. Yeah. So you just try to. Try to write it as strong as you can. You know how that goes. Mm -hmm. And you write a good bill and and um, try to put it out there. And hopefully folks will pay attention and say, I don't want no part of that. You know, right. I don't it's not worth going, going to prison. I'm not going to prison. I'm not going to jail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right, absolutely. So that's really one thing that probably the major piece that we're looking at. And um, so, and then Senator Chambliss's two bills. How about, um, I think you talked about this. I was at the Secretary of State's debate or forum or whatever that was held up in Gardendale and you came to and did During the runoff. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. and and one of the questions was about, okay, how do we how do we go back and check? How do we audit like a prior election J just to make sure that, okay, we actually have this 150 people voted in this precinct and we have 150 ballots and mm -hmm. the totals came out exactly right and we're good. You know, we're just saying, hey, it absolutely worked the way it's mm -hmm. supposed to work was – um, and I thought you mentioned some legislation. I don't know if that was legislation that had already passed. We did. Or something. So so where where are we with that? What's that process going to be? And when is it going to kick in? And So they've already had the post-election audit. Mr. Okay. Merrill conducted that 
mm-hmm. right after the election. Mm-hmm. It was between November and December, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And they said everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. Down to the- and and they we passed legislation back in 21. David Sandrich, a former probate judge from yeah. Blount County, carried yeah. the legislation for a right. post-election audit. It was three counties. Mm-hmm. And then Did it, it was- name the counties? No, it gave that discretion to um, the Secretary of State working alongside with approval from the right. particular county commissions because it costs money. Right, right, to, right. You know, to get get it organized and taken care of and the poll workers back into the courthouse. And, you know, right. you've got to pay some people to, to do it. So we passed it back in 21. It authorized three counties and one precinct in every county. So I think he picked it by population, you know, a large. But the counties medium. knew ahead of time. Yeah. Boy, they had to call and ask, hey, are you willing to do yeah, the audit. one that says no is like, yeah. So, so I would say it was Marshall. Get some of those little lottery bingo balls and yeah, it was one Mar- through sixty-seven. <laughs> it you, was, you got drawn, yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall, Dallas, and Houston, and okay, they came out good. Very good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Before you got there, before, before okay. I took office, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what time it is, um, but I do. They make these things. Can I have one more question? We'll yes, you get one more question. Where on your? I want okay. you to talk a little bit about. This is totally not has nothing to do with Secretary of State's office. But one of the biggest things that you helped pass, which I think we, what are no, you? Just, are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no telling what you're about to ask. So. No, she talked about VCAP and how oh, okay. important. I mean, you were yes. really pivotal in that bill, and yeah. it's becoming more and more important every day that we have that here. And I don't know, do you have any update with where the lawsuit is or anything? Okay. What is VCAP? The Vulnerable Child, what is it? The Vulnerable Child Protection Protection Act, which is weird Mm because it's it's P and then A and then a bit Where, you know, that minors cannot have um, gender affirming surgeries or hormones or things like that in the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then the judge blocked the surgery component. The, he, he blocked the medicine. Blocked. Right. The okay. Hormones yes. Yes. The so they can still. Blockers. Yes. That is in. Wow. I actually, in my mind, I thought it was the opposite because the opposite made more sense to me. But so he blocked the medicines but allowed the surgeries no no no, no he no, allowed he, the surgeries to stay in place like they can keep having surgeries no no the prohibition oh the, okay the i got prohibition. you so you're looking at it from the law standpoint yes. i'm looking at it from the kid's standpoint were, okay yes. gotcha gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Okay. the opposite way yeah no chop shop no, still have medicine no no yeah. chop that's shop. where we are okay yes. yeah. gotcha mm-hmm. Um, but that is still being fought in the courts but you sponsored that bill i did correct in 2020 Right yeah, you were ahead. You were you were doing that before it became big news. You started doing that because it, what was that? You were, did, did people think? Well, that's crazy. That would never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they did. Yeah, they they said, "Well, it's not happening." You know, it's not. Well, yeah, it is. Why are you Two doing years this? We made were, all the difference in the world, right? Who when, knew? When those guys came the next year and said, "I want to co-sponsor that," did you say, "No"? <laughs> yeah, you I'm told sure me we let them. I know you did, but yeah. you want to say no because you gave me Here's a big deal about it last year. Shay Shellnut was, you know, the guy in the Senate as well. And actually right. we passed it. It was his version that ended mm-hmm. up passing. Um, but we passed it on the last day Senate of the Senate district that Shea Shellnut And represents. he's a strong. There's he, a long he, history of good senators from you. that district. Well. <laughs> I don't get the joke. It used to be my district. It's his district. Oh, right, so uh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do like yeah. these guys. Thank you okay. so much. <laughs> but it was, a, it's a, it was a big issue because, listen, those um, puberty blockers and which they go on with cross-sex hormones, 
they are not reversible. I don't yeah. care what yeah. they it's say. Permanent Those damage. Things right. do permanent damage. Right. Bone density, right. heart problems. I mean, mm-hmm. we can go on and on about. Mm-hmm. That those medications and they're used off label, right? Uh, so we were just trying to protect kids, yeah. And that's where it. Isn't it amazing we couldn't use ivermectin for COVID, but we can mm-hmm. use that off label for a lot of money being kids. made selling those selling Ooh, those medications. That's what Levine said, wasn't it? Levine, the, uh, the 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 yeah. health and human services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. That lady person, a lot man. of money. Man, the man, man. Ray yeah. dressed as a woman, right? Said something about that Dude, recently. Like we'll lady. have that on another you show. Can't say that. That's why we got kicked off. What oh. dude looks like a woman? Shh. We'll have to tell him he's like it. Sorry. Well, we're telling that's people. That's the Aerosmith song. Yes, and we're oh, telling and we're yes. telling people not that's, to say that's it. That's a song dude from the eighties. Like Come on. I'm still mad that the other show's totally kicked off and we're not. Well, we're yeah. about to. We're going to get there. We probably just said that. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. deal. Way to go. So are we wrapping this up? We're wrapping this and up, and then we'll head to talk about the Eric system. Yeah. You're cool enough to be a part of the Unleashed segment. And how do we fight? How do we become? You need Allison to click can't on. Wait. You need to click on <laughs> the opportunity that will pop up when you are on story. 1819 to okay. become a member, join the fight, and as a reward, right. because we're capitalists here, as a reward for that, you will receive right. the unleashed segment of Alabama Unfiltered, and you'll be helping do all the things that we do. Yes, which is important. Spread the word. Yeah, if you don't like us, don't subscribe. We'll be gone real fast. But if you do, How about this? please subscribe. If you don't like us, still subscribe. Just for the heck of it. And you'll okay. get merch like this. Yeah. Look at that. It's very good stuff. I wanted to be Vanna White when I was young. Tell the right. truth. There, there it is. So stick with us. This has been Alabama Unfiltered. And like I said, we're going to have the Unleashed Edition in just a few minutes. And uh, we want you to be there. Wes Allen will still be with us. And we'll hear some story from Allison. <laughs> See y'all.